Welcome to Wrestling with the Angels, a podcast that hopes to encourage you as we limp along this life together. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Clint. And today we are talking about judgmentalism, which I'm pretty sure we we might have made that word up. I'm not exactly sure if that's a word. <laughs> you made it up. I didn't. Yeah. I would never have made up such a word. <laughs> Said judgmentally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, we're both judging Angie real hard right oh now. Oh, man, for like, we are so hard. Who schedules Wednesday meetings? Mm, mm. Especially when you record podcasts. Yeah. Severe. Priorities, man. Judgment. <laughs> JK. So I guess starting off, how would you how would you sort of define this practically? Because it can be sort of a, I don't know, a very conceptual idea. But practically, how would you how would you look at defining this? Well, one one thing we talked about is and you you mentioned how it has like a positive connotation, and since that not like, necessarily being judgmental, but the just passing act, judgment, passing judgment, yeah. And because there are like you said, like people, every day we make judgment calls, right? And majority of them are benign, yeah, morally like, neutral, yeah. You know, some of them are good, yeah. Um, but a lot of them, you know, and what we're talking about today, and right. hopefully what we're going to define it as, is a little different, yeah. And then you even brought up the point in talking before we hit record about, about how it's hyper. Being hypercritical. They're not supposed to know we do show prep. Well, it's not prep. We talked five <laughs> minutes before we hit record. Um, and so you talked about it being hypercritical. Yeah. And and I made the comment, like, I don't even view necessarily as hyper, but just being critical. Mm-hmm. And then, I, you know, of course, we Google it because we try to get a good definition. And, it, you know, it, it did talk about being overly critical yeah. of things. And so, uh, you know, I, I understand, like, that's that that's kind of what's in view. Right. Is... uh. Is is more uh, being more critical than what's called for, and yeah. I think you can actually look at the goal of the criticism. What, what when I am offering this criticism, I can tell that it's hyper if the end goal is me wanting to uh, seem superior than the other person, wanting yeah. to tear them down. Like that to me is a clear indicator that this is a hyper criticism. This is yeah. a judge a judgmental thought I'm offering. Yeah, because there's no good benefit to it. Yeah. So that's like a real, I don't know, fleshed out practical um, definition for me, which I, I, I need. Yeah. Uh, but do you struggle with this? Do you struggle with being judgmental? I mean, as you guys were discussing this topic several weeks ago, we weren't able to record last week um, for various reasons, but um, like... I forgot the dongle. <laughs> Nobody knows what a dongle is, but the, the SD card. I just card. wanted, I just, our, yeah. I wanted for, to say it. Yeah, we forgot our SD card. <laughs> um, anyway, but as you guys were talking about it in the text group, I was just like, you know, I, you know, I didn't think this was a uh, attractive topic to talk about just because I, I was didn't really, I wasn't aware of potential blind spot in my own life to, that tend, tending towards this. Um, but... Over since then, I've, I've seen, since a week, yeah, I've had opportunities uh, to examine it, and um, I've had opportunities in my job this week to be judgmental. Yeah, and one thing I think I've I've noticed is in some relationships in my job, I am required to be judgmental. Uh-huh. I'm required to be discerning. And You're required to, to be critical. Yeah, to yeah. be critical of, of how others do their job. Um, but I think there's a fine line between doing that well and rightly and crossing into hyper-criticism. Yeah. And I don't always navigate that well. 
Right. Um, sometimes I, in an effort, and I, and I don't, I, I won't say this. I don't always exercise hypercriticism in order to tear tear someone down and build myself up. Mm-hmm. But I oftentimes use it, execute hypercriticism in order to tear that person down so that I, so that we can, we can be start over. Yeah. If you said like, yeah. you know, if someone, you feel uh, like they may have an argument because of what they did, but you want to just nip that in the bud and say, yeah. Nope, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go full on here. Yeah. Or so like, no, or like, Hey, I don't think you're, you're serving our best interest as your customer. Uh, in this regard, and that that could and that could as someone in sales or whatever that can be something. Yeah, that, that's a professional. That, that's a relationship that you have a relationship with. That's offensive. Yeah, like that's we, a professional way of like like really yeah. like just getting yeah. somebody. Where if, it hurts. If, if you're in sales and your customer comes to you and says, "I don't think you have my best interest in mind," <laughs> and you've dealt with that person for years, yeah, that's sharp, and that's yeah. like, Ooh, I can't believe you said that about me, right? And so, okay, now that how does that make you feel? Now you have a little bit of an idea of how I feel. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get some. Let's do something about it. Yeah, it's never about I'm content with just tearing you down. Right. Right. And at least in that in, in that, that realm situation. Yeah. In that realm. Uh, but I certainly recognize things in my marriage when I'll be judgmental of my wife, um, and. And I'll say things, or, or or even not even say things, but just think things and 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 act in a certain way that it's judgmental towards my wife. Yeah. Um. And my effort then is not to then come back and build her back up. It's mm-hmm. for her to feel so terrible that she wants to, you know, make me. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure that's called manipulation. Well, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> but it, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I'll agree with you. Yeah. I, it, it's an it's me acting judgmental in order to. To get, what get that person to behave a certain way towards me. Yeah. But I think what's so key of what you just said is the whole reason we do this podcast is because you said a week ago, wasn't that attractive a topic? Um, you really didn't, maybe even didn't see yourself really wrestling with it that much. And yeah. this week, because we verbalized, because we just talked about it, yeah. you're able to be cognizant of some things you were judgmental about. And I look... I so I there's a couple of humorous examples that I have like when I'm doing the dishes or when I lose the remote and I'm looking for the remote and I'm like frantically like where is the remote when I could just touch the buttons on the TV yeah. I am never more judgmental than in those moments it's like where did faith and I joke with her all the time but part of me is a little serious like where'd you yeah. put the remote yeah and then lo and behold it's like she'll in your chair yeah she'll go and grab it from my chair yeah the crevice the of my chair the only person who ever sits there is you <laughs> right. Yeah. right yeah. Well, to make you feel better, we don't even have remotes, <laughs> so all our TVs are turned on. I feel like I feel like that was a uh, what do they call it? a flex. I feel like yeah. that was a flex. Well, me, we don't have remotes. No, no, I'm saying like for this re because we have children. That's why we don't have remotes. <laughs> they don't work. The ones we have, or they're lost. Like yeah. to this day, I do not know where my Apple TV remote is. <laughs> so I have the app on my phone, and yeah. now it's native to your iPhone. Like it's on there whether you want it to or not. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, now it's not, we're never going to lose our phone, right? right. But it does stink because if your phone's across the room mm. and you sit down or lay down to watch TV, you're like, oh, I'm not going to get back up and get my phone. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, uh, I've been there uh-huh. uh, over something seemingly so small. And what that kind of, I think, points to is when you get really upset about the remote, it probably uh, rec- uncovers some yeah, other, there's some other stuff. underlying yep, issues exactly. there. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. And really, the more judgmental I am, 
usually the more insecure I am. So it kind of right. plays into the last thing we talked about insecurity. Like if I am, uh, if I am feeling insecure, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to be more judgmental to people because for me, I'm not saying this is for anybody else, but for me, uh, what I'm trying to do is lower them and lift me up. Right. So there is val- so I can see myself as valuable by putting others down. Right. Um, and that's a, you know, that's not something that is immediately apparent to me. That's something that I've had to kind of dig into the last few years to see that. Um, but yeah, so like with my wife, with coworkers, with friends, um, and some of the t- some of the times, the things I'm most judgmental about are things that I struggle with, mm-hmm. that I can't get right. Um, and in in the past, what I would do is I would I would bring those out to other people and. Uh, sometimes I still do this with my wife. I bring their deficiencies out. And when uh, they struggle with the same things I do and I bring it out and I slip up and I make a mistake, um, I don't want to bring it up. I can't talk about it because yeah. I just railroaded that person for doing the same thing. And so it, when I'm judgmental, it, it hinders me from growth. It hinders me from connecting with people um, because... Uh, I, I can't bring up my faults if I'm making fun of your faults that, and it's the exact same thing. I have to hide them. Yeah. I have to suppress them. Yeah. And I think the way you overcome that, because I think there are instances in when we, we've talked about where you must be critical. Right. Exactly. And I've mentioned a few instances in which it may be even necessary for me to be hypercritical. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like professionally. Yeah. I don't know that it's ever right to be hypercritical in like a marriage relationship. Um, I can't. I'm not. I can't think of a situation right now where where that's good, mm-hmm. um, unless there's like an addiction or something there that needs to be rooted out. Um, but in my professional uh, sense, what what I try to do is have these relationships with people that, in moments where I'm hypercritical, um, that that can hurt people. It can. Um, but I want to provide an environment where that person's able to say, "Yeah, I made a mistake." That, well, I made a mistake, but what you said really, really struck me or really hurt me. Yeah. Um, or, uh, and that, that doesn't end. That is, it doesn't end the me being hypercritical doesn't end the relationship, right? Or end the the partnership. Well, that gets back to the goal, and I yeah. think if the goal is ultimately healing, yeah. reconciliation, I don't think you can call that hyper. Yeah. I may, you know, I may be too narrow in my definitions yeah. here, but I think that is just offering uh, like good judgment, yeah. good criticism, good feedback. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, because I had that I had that conversation this week with a with a a vendor who I had some pretty sharp words for over the weekend about how they had done how some of the answers they were giving me about a situation was not satisfactory. Uh-huh. And I told him, I was like, I need better than just an all shucks, I'm sorry answer. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I was very pointed and strong in my, in my language with them without personally attacking them. Yeah. But they took my words as, uh, as, as an attack on, on them personally, like they, mm-hmm. that they weren't doing their job mm-hmm. well. And that's when, and then, so the following a couple of days later that when they came into to my job and saw me, we sat down and we talked. And it was, I'm like, look, I mean everything I said the other day, <laughs> right? but I don't want you to think that I don't think you're good at your job. Yeah. Um, I have vendors that I work with and I hope they don't listen to this <laughs> podcast, but that <laughs> Just I don't name their names. No, that I think, man, how do they, 
how do they do what they do? That's probably what people think of me. Yeah. <laughs> how do they do what they, you know, oh, uh, you know, and, and because they continually kind of reveal themselves. Yeah. They, they do have these failings or whatever professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but this person is not one that I would necessarily put in that category. And so, you know, having the ability to sit down and have those conversations and that's the hard work of the, that's how you um, overcome, yeah. I think, being hypercritical. Right. Uh, and, and I think those are the relationships in which that can, that can forgive yeah. hypercriticism. Right. And so what we need, to be, we need to be careful of is making sure we don't use judgmentalism in relationships that aren't strong enough uh-huh. to do, or people that we don't have a relationship with. That's a good point. Because that can often be, that person can walk away damaged uh-huh. forever and, and, and you by something I said and did, yeah. and either I know it and I have no ability to, to And if I recall, it. you said that's, I don't think you used the word fear, but that's like a thing that you don't like. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's an insecurity. I, well, not, maybe that wasn't that episode, but we talked about how, yeah, that was a, that mm-hmm. was a fear I had, uh, is that some, I would do something that would cause someone to not like me. And not know it. Uh, and then I wouldn't know it, or I would know it and not have the ability to, to rectify, to recti- yeah, to reconcile, yeah. And so, yeah, those those are really. Good. I like the idea of like having a conversation is has been helpful to you to overcome, yeah, um, some of the hypercriticisms you had. For me, because mine, and I'm not saying this is for you or for anybody else, but for me, because my when I am judgmental, I'm trying to put myself over the other person. Right. I'm trying to make myself. Um, I'm trying to prove to myself that I'm worthy. That I'm, I'm. You know, it's okay for me to be alive, essentially. It's okay for me to exist. Um, so what I have had to do is um, root those thoughts. Like when, when, when I feel, when, when I can tell that I'm being hypercritical to others, is to remind myself of God's love for me, um, to remind myself that, you know, he, he doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. Um, he loves me. He sent his son for me. Um, and he cares for me. And when I can, <laughs> even right right now, yeah. like I need to hear that yeah. for myself. Um, like that is a total that puts me in a totally different framework. Yeah, um, and I think we've talked about that in other episodes too, where we where we view others as made in the image of God. Yeah, the Imago Day. Mm-hmm. It 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 changes how you how you uh, interact and yeah. how you serve those people. And so, like in our marriage, where I, like my wife is sick right now. And uh-huh. she's at home, sick. And she wasn't feeling well last night, but like Mondays are busy for us. Uh, I'm sorry, Tuesdays are busy for us because both boys have gymnastics. And the way it works out is we trade off. Like, she'll stay one week. Uh, I'll just go pick up the oldest and the baby and, and go home, and she'll stay. And then the next week, she'll take the oldest and the baby home, and I'll stay with the middle one. And so we trade that off. And she texted me yesterday and is like, hey, do you mind? do you mind if I just go home? When you get here, and the assumption was leave all three of our children with you <laughs> at, at this place yeah. at gymnastics, and uh, and in the past I would have uh, either used that request as leverage uh-huh. for something else. I did this. Yeah. Now hey, remember I'm... when I stayed with all three kids? Uh-huh. You know. Uh, yeah, I would use that as leverage to get a yard pass or something to go hang out with some friend or whatever. Yeah. Or, 
um, I would just be really upset, uh-huh. and I would let use every a, 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 you know opportunity. Yeah, I would get home and she's in bed sleeping. It you know when I be home, loud and I'd be loud <laughs> and I'd be like, man, it'd be nice to have some help. Because <laughs> last, I mean, last night. So last night we, I did that. I got all three kids home. Uh-huh. I think you know we had snacks and stuff. They had eaten, and I get home and everybody needs baths because yeah. it's gymnastics night. They're all sweaty. Uh, everybody needs baths, put their pajamas on. And so I'm doing that all by myself, which, right. I mean, I'm sure people are listening to this. Like, ooh, good job. You're being <laughs> Way a, to be a dad. Yeah, exactly. You're being a dad. <laughs> but the problem is, in our relationship, it's always, it, it, it's, we share. You don't have to defend yourself. We share those responsibilities, yeah. you know? And so yeah. when any one of those responsibilities that's normally shared mm-hmm. is cast on yeah. one parent, it's hard. Right. And I have two, and it's, yeah. it kills me. And so, yeah. And so I... Uh, and so then after that, I'm looking at the, um, so all the kids are, they're in bed, they're, everything's good. Then I walk in the kitchen and the dishes I didn't do for uh-huh. breakfast are still in the sink. And yeah. I'm like, and I'm like, I was just like, I'll do that tomorrow. I'm off tomorrow. Right. I'll do it tomorrow. And so woke up this morning, wife didn't go to work, had to get all three kids ready for school, had to go make a trip to a school I don't normally go to because she takes the oldest to school, uh-huh. uh, came back home, did those dishes, you know, and so. Those are those are ways in which previously I would have been judgmental, uh-huh. even in my, even in the most secure relationship that I have, right? Which is my marriage. I would have been judgmental, and God has has used time and these conversations, these conversations yeah. to cause it to be not to where I don't ever think about being judgmental, exactly. But I don't right. do it. Yep, but, that's exactly and right. So the temptation is there, yeah. uh, and sometimes I succumb to it. Yeah. But at least in these last couple instances, I've been able to. Yeah, and this is a this is refrain. a thought for a different cast. But I don't think we'll ever be cured of that. I think we will always need God. We will always need others to rely on their forgiveness and um, God's love and mercy. Um, because we'll, I, in my in my experience, I always struggle with it. And so anyway, that's what we want to do today. We want to have conversa- hard conversations with others. And we want to practice reminding ourselves that God loves us to overcome hypercriticism. Until next time, may the Lord make his channel for his peace. <laughs>